0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDSE.
1: Johnson, he's going left-hand side. He doesn't kick. calf out the wide to Pompey.
0: Pompey gets away from one. Montoya. He's going for the corner. Montoya! Yeah! 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 I can't believe it! I cannot believe it, Kippy! Be.
1: Marcelo Montoya! <laughs> Oh. They've snatched it! They have snatched this game! Right at the death!
0: A few moments later.
1: No, 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 Jared! No, Jared! Interference on a defender! Oh no! do not this do not rob the NRL of this moment the defender is held out of being able to make a tackle you're kidding if you give this oh, oh and, the, and it's come up as a no try it has come up as a no try it's a penalty mate Pulls him out
0: 12 seconds later
1: it was a fairy tale perhaps too good to be true
0: <laughs> some fairy tales don't come true uh, our lads there uh, sam and kempy with their thoughts um, on SENZ The try was allowed. The Warriors, the Broncos, would have been level with Sean Johnson kicking it to win from the sideline. But instead, the baby Broncos, as they've been dubbed, won 26-22 after it was found that Adam Pompey impeded a defender by pulling on his jersey. Um, When I say I'm not over it, um, I listened to the words of uh, Andrew Webster and uh, he went complaining. And uh, neither were Cameron George and uh, Andrew McFadden. I was standing alongside them watching the tally and uh, both of them shook their heads and said, uh <coughs> can't give that. So uh, we'll talk about that with uh, our man um, in Sydney this morning. Luckily, he wasn't in Melbourne. Apparently, they had an earthquake this morning. Uh, morning to you, Andrew Voss.
1: Yeah, good morning, Sweetie. Can you imagine, just imagine, though, if the call was a 50-50 call? In light of, you know, some of the outrage uh, recently, can you imagine the Warriors getting gutted at the death? I'm sort of... Well, I'm not happy for any team to you know, come so close, and the call was just fantastic. That's great theatre. But I'm sort of happy that it was a clear-cut decision that decided the game and, um, and everyone on the same page saying, yeah, they had to, they had to disallow it. But, um, yeah, heart's broken a little. Mind you, did they deserve to win? I'll be fair dinkum with you, Ian. No, they didn't. Um, but that would have been quite extraordinary in the, uh, in the history books to score three times in the last five minutes to win a game.
0: Yeah, I would have been tantamount to uh, the comeback against uh, the Sharks earlier in the season, but oh, I think you're right on reflection, I think you're right. And uh, let's not forget, um, before we get to the other issue, which is bloody awful, um, the performance of uh, um, Reynolds and co, um, Tristan Saylor on debut at the back, played like a veteran. I, I thought the, the Broncos, very, very admirable performance.
1: Oh, Smithy! Look, they have they, like they've only won one of their last four. They've played really well, to be to be quite honest. They've, they've played some, they've played all the big teams lately and have played well. Just haven't come out the other side. Um, and I got the value of Adam Reynolds was certainly um, brought home again last night. While Shorten Johnson's been fantastic for the Warriors this year, Adam Reynolds is the absolute um, calming influence. A real captain for that Brisbane side. You say baby Broncos. Well, baby Broncos with a, with a grandfather on board. Like, <laughs> Adam Reynolds is very much the, the veteran. He's been a wonderful signing for that club. He really has. Um, and, and his goal-kicking, of course, was very important again um, the other night as well. So he, um, he brings plenty to the side, Adam Reynolds.
0: There might have been a marginal forward pass uh, with Jordan Ricky's try. They didn't look at it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there's all of... That I, I I sort of probably thirty years ago stopped blowing up about forward passes um, just because they've been happening since nineteen oh eight. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. There was eighty minutes at the disposal of the two sides uh, to win the game, and the Warriors left it way too late to make that um, to make that run. So that was part of it. Um, I, and and how will the Warriors view it? Well. You know, you'd like to think for for um, what they're doing, promoting the game and taking it to Napier, it'd be great to win at all those places. But I think it just shows where the Warriors are at. When They have had a very good season so far. There's no question of that. Um, they've, they've brought resilience. They are in every game they play. But I think the big take from the other night is there is still a long way to go. Um, so turning, you know, good, solid resilient performances into victories on a consistent basis uh remains the um the assignment for the Warriors and in such a such a tight competition table if you can win all your tight matches like look at it I mean it's not out of the question that the Warriors could be equal top of the table they're they're, they're sitting four points adrift of um the likes of Penrith the Sharks the Broncos and the Storm on the top but yeah that's how tight the ladder is we've got one win separating the top seven teams at the moment. So the Warriors are just outside that. Um, so you've got to win all those close games, and, and that will take you a long way down the track towards playing finals football.
0: A lot of um, speculation uh, about the return of uh, Luke Metcalf. He had a, a wonderful pre-season and then got injured during the course of that. Uh, the combination with he and Sean Johnson, uh, it looked uh, like it was probably their first team, first time playing together.
1: Yeah, look, I'll say this about Luke Metcalf. Um, and and the first time he stood up, like we'd all, we all sort of knew about him. We'd seen him in lower grades, but gee, it's going back pre-COVID, isn't it? Um, the uh, the Perth nines was where we saw Luke Metcalf. and we went, wow, he's a talent. Uh, he is a rookie. Even though he's been on the scene for a while, he's a rookie. So I think you've got to give him some allowance and some time to find his place in first grade. You know, maybe we're addressing it, you know, a little more seriously, 10 games down the track. He's a, he's a, he's a player of great talent. He's got speed. Um, combination will come. I, I'd be prepared to invest some time. I think he was a pretty shrewd purchase by the Warriors. Um, and we saw a glimpse of that in the preseason. So, no, I'm, I'm sticking with Luke Metcalf in terms of um, he will have something to offer the Warriors.
0: Right, well, on your side, we've been giving it to um, the idiots that invaded the field here in Napier um, uh, throughout our breakfast show and uh, during our show this morning. So, uh, I just, look, it's appalling. It's, it's, it's damned appalling. We know that. Um, it's probably cost us any chance of having a, a, an NRL game back here for a long period of time. And, God, we needed it. Um, but it, it, the fact of the matter is it didn't go down well here I would imagine over there it's been massively frowned upon. You do crowd behaviour so much better.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we have the, the odd... Um, we don't normally have, like, the avalanche of, um, of, of people just all running and trying to outdo each other. And, 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 and in this case, I do feel sorry for the security guards. And, and this is a discussion we've had because we had a... Um, what a player got on the field a few weeks ago, we ended up hugging Zach Loma. What was it? The Angec Day game, even. And the security <laughs> guard dropped something and didn't even get to... Like, the the... the the pitch invader was allowed to actually touch a player, get to contact. Like, how does that happen? And and we were critical of the security guards, how slow were they to react. But in this case, I feel sorry for the security guards because the, the charter with their job is they are allowed to use reasonable force to restrain someone pitch invader. They're not to know, are they just coming on for a laugh or not? They've got to treat them all the same. So... Uh, and, and the other night they're confronted with women running on the field. What, you have to smash them? Oh, like, that's that's an awful position to be placed in for the security guard. So I, I think, you know, I don't know what your penalties are there. We've got this crazy situation over here, Ian, with with multiple NRL venues, but it's only at the big stadiums where the big fines are in place. So if you jump the fence at, let's say, Allianz Stadium, you know, home ground of the Roosters, you're looking at a, I think it's a $5,000 fine. If you jump the fence down at Cronulla, I think the fine's only like $500. It's under like council regulations because of the ground. Well, that's ridiculous. You know, it should should be double that at all venues. If you're jumping the fence and invading an elite sport um, and and interfering with play and, and who's to know what your intentions are, then the fine should be the same at the very least.
0: I watched the build-up yesterday for the Newcastle Knights and the, the Sea Eagles and during the build-up they had um, a lovely little um, comment on, on camera uh, from Makori Haravira uh, Naira uh, about uh, his uh, seizure and about uh, his, his mm. tw- last 24 hours. Um, he said there's still work to be done, um, so it's only early in the fight back here. Uh, what are you hearing about this situation?
1: Yeah, only in the last half hour, uh, Smitty, on my breakfast program over here in Australia, we spoke with the Canberra Raiders media manager, Ben Pollock, who does a terrific job, and he's been in con- constant contact with Corey, and he was sort of the, um, pushing for the fact that Corey posted a video, and they put that all together yesterday, and part of that discussion is they're none the wiser as to why it happened, um, but the fact was he, he was taken to hospital for the checks. He was already sitting up in the dressing room before he was taken to hospital and talking. Um, uh, Don Ferner, the Raiders CEO, knew that Corey's sister was in the crowd. He he went and got the sister and and brought her down to the dressing room to have family there for Corey. And he was released from hospital at 3.30 in the morning yesterday, not to travel back to Canberra, but to stay with um, family in Sydney. And he's since made his way back to Canberra. We were saying to Ben, it's like, while you don't want to discover something of a, of, a, of a serious nature, I don't think you'd like to be in a situation left hanging as to not knowing why this happened. So obviously there's more tests to be done, but it's it's quite a mystery. Um, we're not at liberty to know, and I'm not saying either way, whether it has got any history of seizures at all. I mean, that is Corey's business, but we're not aware that that is the case. Um, it doesn't appear that there was a, 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 you know, a significant head knock of any kind. It was a regulation hit up. And he collapsed 30 seconds after that. Um, so if it was me, and I'm sure, Smithy, you'd feel this. You'd like to know, wouldn't you? You'd like to know why it happened. Um, and there'll be no rush to get Corey back onto the field. I think, they'll, you know, it'll they'll go through whatever tests have to be done. But at this stage, there is no conclusion or, or no definitive reason as to why what happened on Saturday night, Saturday night took place. And we all held our breath. Everyone watching, everyone at the ground, teammates, medical staff. Um, yeah, thankfully, we're, we're talking about Corey and things are OK at the moment. Um, could have been a lot worse.
0: Yeah, um, our thoughts with him. Absolutely with him. But, uh, yeah, not a good sight. Not a good sight at all. Um, on the playing side of things, perhaps the performance of the weekend goes to uh, Ricky Stewart's Raiders?
1: Oh, I think so. And I think in with that injury too that was another thing so it wasn't until right on full-time they rushed around and told the players cory's okay cory's okay but to pull yourself together after that i mean i think all players were on shock i think the south sydney players were in shock as well and the way they reacted and formed a shield around cory um so for canberra to pull themselves together and uh, come up with a win that was a, a you know a, plenty of ticker in that um to score 33 points against the Rabbitohs is, is quite a feat their defense has been pretty solid for most of the year, so no, good performance again by Canberra, accumulating points, uh, one of those teams just two points off the top bracket of sides in the competition.
0: Well, Vossie, State of 0-1 this Wednesday, a lot of talk about uh, the evenness of the squads, a lot of talk about um, the choice uh, Billy Slater made in his very own jersey for Reese Walsh. Uh, what are you thinking as the, the night gets closer?
1: Well, what am I thinking? I'm thinking that um, this game being played in Adelaide is an absolute toss of the coin. I, I really do. I, I'm torn. I, I sort of going into the series. I thought Queensland, Tom Trebojevic's game last Sunday week sort of threw a spanner into the works. And I, and I look at a back line of Mitchell and Trebojevic in the centres and Tedesco at fullback, albeit his form hasn't been great this year at club level, but I'm thinking there's more points in New South Wales potentially um, was what I thought. But uh, I go across the whole 17, like I look at the entire 17 and, and really, Smithy, I don't think there's much between them. Um, so, look, I, I think one scoring play the difference on Wednesday, is it going to be a field goal? Is it going to be a try? Is it going to be a, you know, a misconversion that proves costly? I, I think we're in for a thriller to open the series in Adelaide um, that we may not have the full house, which is a bit disappointing. Um, they would sold um, just over 40,000 tickets last Friday. It's a 51,000 capacity, um, but Origin's Origin. Look, even if they play in front of an empty stand, I think they're going to turn on a show. I think this will be, I think this will be a thriller. I think we go to the last five or ten without knowing the winner, um, and I'm going to lock in New South Wales by two. You're You're right,
0: right, so a 5, a 5, I'll South Wales by 2 um, Okay, that's interesting um, And that'll mean they're celebrating their New Jersey colour uh, with a win <laughs> What do you make of that?
1: Yeah, look, I'm very much in the sky blue camp I can't believe we're doing it Now people are saying, well, why weren't you outraged back in 2019 when they wore it over in Perth? Well, I don't think we were aware, that sort of crept up on us, that one But this time we're awfully aware since the first day of photos we said oh he's wearing a training shirt isn't he and then they said no no that's what we'll wear i think it's ludicrous to say that we need an alternate strip for state of origin that it's an away strip well hang on a second every time they play in brisbane then it's an away game if that's how you're going to treat it so no I, i think i'm a stickler for tradition in this case queensland wear maroon new south wales wear sky blue that's what they were wearing game one in 1980 that's what they, they should be wearing 43 years on. It's that simple. Marketing people, stick it in your pipe and smoke it. Let's just go with a one jersey. That's what we <laughs> want people to aspire to. Kids to wear the sky blue of New South Wales to one day play for, for boys and girls um, with the NRLW origin these days as well. Um, it should be the sky blue. You wear it as a kid, you, you buy it as a fan, and one day you maybe wear it representing your state.
0: How's Brandy feeling? That's the that's the crunch question.
1: Well, he's moved on. He, he says no. You're just getting outraged for the case of being outraged. But there's, but I, but I am outraged. So when people like Gary Jack, great New South Wales fullback, he says no. That's you know it's 43 years of tradition. You wear the sky blue, that's the jersey, and that's the colour you want to have your name on the back. But Brandy sort of dismissed it. He doesn't want any dramas. Brandy's in a chillax mood, going to Origin number three. He's not letting anything upset him. Pain, half ankle the other day off training. He's fine. He's okay. Um, so, so Brandy's ready to go. In fact, if there's any late injuries, Brandy, you could probably get five minutes out of him. If Freddie could throw him on at back for the last five. He'd be right.
0: <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant, Vossie. Um, thanks for your input this morning. Uh, yeah, honest thoughts. Um, and um, we've got to do some uh, some cleaning up over here. There's no doubt about it. But um, the Warriors are still inside the top eight. That's the good news, and uh, if we'd have thought of that at the end of last season, we'd have been joking, and uh, now we're not. So that's the cool side of it. Bossy, uh, enjoy State of 01, and we'll catch you, uh later next week, hopefully. Thanks.
1: And the Fox to score the first try, Smithy, Welcome back to Origin. Josh out of car. He'll score the first try. So enjoy the week, everyone.